0: Welcome to a king Size Life Podcast with Shannon King. Our goal is to encourage and inspire you to get off the sidelines and live this one life He has given us in the biggest way possible. Life is guaranteed to throw us all obstacles and opportunities. Do you choose to be a spectator of life or seize the opportunities given, create your own path, and become everything you're designed to be? Your road to discovery starts now. Here's your host, Shannon King.
1: Hello, and welcome back to another episode of A King Size Life, unedited, the in-between. And I'm just coming to you today partially because I committed to myself that I would And also because I just feel really moved to share kind of what's going on in my brain and some inspiration that keeps flooding into my soul. And I just want to share what I feel like is just some comfort if you're like me, if you out there listening are somebody that you're considered a top performer performer, you're an alpha female, you're um, always going, striving to succeed, if that is you, then you would find comfort in these words too, I would assume. And so I want to share them with you. And my friend Brandy Taylor shared this book with me. She sent it to me as a gift and her goal was, you know, for me to read this book, I think her goal just in being my friend and really what she strives to pour into me is she so badly wants me to know that I'm enough, just as I am, and she's constantly reminding me of that. She's constantly praying for that in my life, and she sent me this book, and it's titled When Striving Cease, Replacing the Gospel of Self-Improvement with the Gospel of Life-Transforming Grace by Ruth Cho Simons, and I'm now obsessed with Ruth, and I want everything that she's ever written. Do yourself a favor and get the book. Uh, She is definitely somebody that her environment and culture and family life, everything was one in which you're expected to perform in every aspect of life and be just strive for perfection, if not strive for it, but to actually live in perfection. And her culture really strives for that in everything that they do. And she, it's like she's gone into my soul. If there were words printed on my soul, (laughs) there were questions printed on my soul. This book is like the answers to those questions. And some of them are really hard to realize I've been asking myself. And one of them I shared with you in the last episode, which was, you know, maybe we're asking ourselves the wrong question. Am I enough when what we're really saying is God enough? And She does an incredible job of, I know, please know that I know, and I don't even know why I'm saying this. Again, it's my insecurity of feeling like I'm offending somebody. And I think it's ridiculous that if you're a Christian, that you're offended if I don't talk about God or my faith, how you think I should. So maybe I should just not even explain myself, but I'm going to because I've gone there. But when people correct me, when I talk about where I find comfort or inspiration in my faith and they, it's almost like I'm being scolded. That's how I feel like directing me to the Bible where, well, you should be reading scripture. Here's the thing. I'll be really honest with you. The Bible intimidates the crap out of me. I can read it and I get lost and I get lost in translation. I get bored. I get, Confused, I get inti- just intimidated. And when somebody, when I'm able to find somebody that's able to write the words based on scripture, sharing the scripture, and then they're able to communicate in a way that I'm able to comprehend and find comfort, and it brings me closer to God, then who cares how I'm getting there? Okay. The point is. I'm finding my way to what I'm searching for. And ultimately, and I've shared many, many times that I have this deep calling, need, thirst, whatever you want to call it, to get closer to God. And she does it in such a way that I'm able to understand it. I'm able to find comfort. I'm able to have hope that I will find the peace that I long for. And I have found, you know, when you talk about shame, some shame that I've carried is that I, I doubt God. I do, and I doubt sometimes doubt his existence, and then I feel shameful for that. I feel, well, shameful for that, and my deepest longing and prayer is that I can 100% know that he is real, that God is real. And I'm just being as exposed with you as I possibly can. I find myself believing and I cannot wrap my brain around how magnificent he is. And so then I find myself questioning, well, are you real? And then I, I feel a lot of shame from that. And then I let somebody, you know, when I talk about reading the Bible, tell me, well, good luck with that, you know, (laughs) then that scares me and intimidates me into not reading the Bible. Anyway, all to come back to this book, When Striving Cease, has really been able to speak to me. And so some of the words, I shared a Facebook post today, just hoping that other people would find peace in this as well is one of the quotes out of the book. She says, I pray you know his delight in and through you. I pray you know you can't save yourself no matter how well you perform. There's hope for me and there's hope for you. God's good gifts don't depend on your perfection. They've already been secured in our perfect savior, Christ. The pressure's off, friend. Get off the stage and rest. (sighs) ah <sighs> and that just gave me chills and i've read it multiple times and i continue to read the book and i've circled things and i'll go back to it but if you are somebody like me that has spent your life just in this constant pursuit of perfection and i promise you i will continue to in some ways i didn't just read that quote and like this light switch go off in my brain that i'm you know going to stop striving to succeed that's in that's so in the 48 years of my life that I don't know how to exist without that. But it does give me hope that I will find the answer to the question that I long for, is God real? And he continues to show me over and over and over and over and over again that he is. Gosh, it it reminds me of, you know, being a parent and we're trying to show our child the truth and the light and the way and helping save them from themselves. And it's like, how many times do I have to tell you? I'm sure that's how he feels. But every day in every part of my life and obstacles through the in-between the highlights, he shows up and he continues to show me and answer this question over and over again, that he is who I want him to be, that he is more than I can ever imagine, that there's a reason why I can't wrap my brain around him, that he is real. And that I'm not wrong. And when this life is over, then the real living can begin. I just, you know, one of my prayers that I I say a lot is to him, and I, I, I have learned to just talk to him as a father is how I think about him. And so, I mean, I say how I feel. Why not? I mean, he knows anyway. (laughs) So why mince words? But I'll say things to him like, seriously, I mean, time means nothing to you. So why is our lifespan so short? You know, if truly time is irrelevant in eternity, it's irrelevant. Why is our average lifespan like 72 years? And for me, even with the darkness, the good is so far outweighed any of the darkness because that's what I look for in life. I don't want life to end. I love this life. I can't imagine heaven being better, even with the darkness, because love is so powerful to me. It's such an incredible feeling, and I I love the people that I love so much. I don't know. I'm just like, I can't. Like, you've done such a great job, even with the darkness on this planet. It's hard for me to wrap my light, my brain and everything around an existence that is nothing but joy and none of the in-between. You know, does that make any sense? anyway, and so I, I have just found a lot of comfort and there's many quotes throughout this book, but knowing, well, one, you know, no matter how many memes you see about it or quotes or shirts or whatever that we read about it, that perfection is, is a myth. Whenever I'm able to really look at it in terms of why do we seek it anyway? Why do we seek it? God doesn't want that from us anyway. Why do we seek something that he doesn't want from us? He wants our true worship, not our perfect performance. Anyway, so if you, for you that's listening out there right now, if you're in a time, maybe you are feeling really stuck. Maybe you are feeling like a loser. Maybe you're feeling like a failure. Maybe you're feeling like you don't have a purpose. Maybe you're searching. Maybe, maybe you're hurting. Maybe you're such an empath that you feel everybody's pain around you and that's bringing you down. But whatever it is in your life, you're searching and maybe you're like me and you're constantly you're working and you're exhausted. You're just working and working to be better. Maybe if I could get the number down on the scale. Maybe if I could eat better. Maybe if I showed up at the gym as much as that girl keeps posting on her social media that she does. Maybe if I made the perfect lunches. Maybe if my kids were all, you know, graduating from college. Maybe if my marriage was perfect. And you keep striving from all of that and you're exhausted. If you are exhausted by that, there's a reason. And it's because you've been trying to become this perfect version of yourself so that you can answer that question that looms over everyone's head, am I enough? And you don't have to, like that quote just just rings in my ears over and over and over and over again. God's good gifts don't depend on your perfection. They've already been secured in our perfect Savior, Christ. The pressure is off. Get off the stage and rest. Rest. How amazing does that sound? Ugh, I just I find a lot of hope and excitement and am looking forward to continuing along this part of my journey. Um, you know, one thing that I'll add in there that I I was thinking about today is I had the opportunity to, to speak at a few different engagements and, and I've found that since I'm going to mention the pageant because it is a part of my life, but, um, and I'm proud of it, but the pageant that people think because I competed in a pageant that that prepared me to speak in life. It's the opposite. Life prepared me to speak in that pageant. Okay. And I just say that a little bit to defend myself because I don't, I gather people that don't know me sometimes when I start to speak, since I've won that title, that I'm rehearsed or I've been coached so much that, of course, I'm going to say things that are meaningful. Well, that's not true. My life prepared me for the pageant stage. And I've been able to speak life into people prior to that because life prepared me. (laughs) Um, Life prepared me for these moments. Um, And the pageants helped me to realize a lot of those pieces about myself. And then, you know, I've shared many times whenever things happen to us, I'm guilty of it too. Or we're like, why, why, why have you done this to me? So when I think about, the recent cancer diagnosis. I I mean I did. I was I was pissed. Why, why are you doing this to me? Why? Because I have been obedient in the last 10 years, really trying to do things to give back, to to be to try to step away from being self-righteous and having pride, which when you really get down to a lot of the things that that cause us to pursue excellence. It's really about pride and self-righteousness and entitlement. You know, if I'm good enough, then you'll love me. Well, that we're just, then we're coming to him with entitlement because I've, because I've performed well, well, I deserve this. Um, uh, here we go. Life unedited. The in-between. <laughs> Shannon's brain just lost her train of thought. Uh, and we're just going to call that a symptom, but it does happen with this freaking medication. I just totally lose my train of thought. Anyway, I'm just going to keep going. Um, what was I talking about? Good Lord, Shannon, stop and pray. What were you talking about? <laughs> ah, when striving cease. I'm not going to edit this part part out. You're just stuck with it. Anyway, I'm sure I had a point to what I was saying, but I hope you find comfort in what I'm sharing and our preparation for, or our, our seeking perfection, it's just not reality. And so it just brings me back to knowing and, and comfort and continuing, continuing on this journey and pursuing, oh, 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 here's what I was talking about is, um, the whole, like, Why me? And I'm pissed. And why are you doing this to me? A couple of things that I've realized through that. If you are going through a very difficult time, if you have gotten a cancer diagnosis or some kind of disease or or your child, God forbid, or somebody that you love, that has happened, and you're like, why, why, why? There's a couple of things that I've learned through this. One, the whole if he brings you to it, he'll bring you through it. If it's something painful, if it's disease, if it is hurt. I don't think that's God's doing. I don't think God brought this disease on me. I do believe he will bring me through it. And I do believe that he cries out for us to come to him during these difficult times because we can't do them alone. I think it's sad that it takes some of us to experience something really hard and and negative to look up. I try to look up even when the times are good. But that's one of the things that I have learned is that he, he didn't bring this to me, that he's who I need to get through it. I think that the devil is trying to derail me from what my purpose through him is. And it's going to take he and I together to get through this. That's one thing that I've learned. The other thing that I've learned is why me? I think that some of these things was well, just what you do with them. So you know, I could I could stay down and I could be defeated and I could focus on the the negative things that come along with all of it, but I'm ju- I can't stay there and I I absolutely refuse to stay there. So if something is happening to you, I really encourage you to look at what is the good that could come out of it. And you may be going good out of the death of somebody that I love, good out of the pain that I'm feeling, good out of the despair that my family is experiencing, good out of dying. I don't, I don't know what it is that you're facing, but yes, you know, I believe that there, there truly is something to be learned, something to be experienced that is good through the darkest parts of our, of our lives. and. I think that they're only as dark as we allow them to be, meaning if you shut out all the light, it's going to be a really, really dark time in your life. Let the light in, let the light in, and that's what I'm doing, and that's what I'm focused on so from the last episode, when I say that I you know a mindset shift, it's a soul shift, and it took a whole lot of things to happen to me. Since September eleventh for me to just really understand where I'm supposed to go, and i'm gonna st- I'm just gonna keep on keeping on anyway. I hope that maybe some of my yammering and <laughs> my messages that I've received and some of these words give you some hope because I believe in you. you just need to believe in yourself, you need to believe in him, you need to find people and words that speak to you and things that you can focus on that are good and let the light in. So as always, my prayer for you is that you'll get off the sidelines of life and live a king-size life because we only get one.
0: You've been listening to a King Size Life podcast with Shannon King. You can follow Shannon on Facebook and Instagram. If you haven't yet, please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast. We really appreciate that effort. Be sure to join us next time for another encouraging podcast with Shannon King. Thanks so much for listening.